Hey y'all, what's up? It's Caroline here at the As Always Podcast. I'm coming to you guys today for the third time. I've tried to record this episode multiple times and it was just not working out for me because I just wasn't being vulnerable enough. Um, I tried to record this multiple times this week with, you know, different people, with myself, and I realized that from the help of some family and friends that it just wasn't working out recording with someone else, and I wanted so badly to talk to someone else about our topic this week, and then I kind of realized that was because I was uncomfortable talking about it on my own, and I didn't want to be super vulnerable. So that was the Lord kind of just calling me out and being like, this is something you need to talk about on your own. So that's what I am doing. So this week we're talking about malice and humility. Um, I wanted to, I'm kind of give you all a little definition. So if you don't know what malice means, malice basically means having um, ill will towards someone, but intentionally like you want to. I kind of think of it more of like sabotage or gossip or um, just like intentionally wanting to do wrong and be evil. And then humility, today the tone, I wanted to talk about more about humility under God and what it looks like to have humility under God, not only towards others in our world, but to come under the authority of the Lord and know that we don't know enough and you have to be humble to accept the gospel and to grow as a Christian. So uh, it's kind of funny because right now I'm sitting in a parking lot that I used to come to a lot freshman year by myself. Um, I, for some reason, just wasn't in a good headspace anywhere I was going to record, regardless if I was by myself or with someone else. And I was just driving around um, the city that I go to school in and I came by this parking lot and I don't know why I just whipped in and I remembered that I used to come here a lot um, freshman year when I was having a hard time you know being in a dorm um, freshman year you only have so much space to yourself and I did have a car freshman year so I would leave and I would drive here sometimes and I would either have my quiet time with the Lord or I honestly would just sit in my car and cry Um, it wasn't like a happy spot when I came here for the most part it was a it was a good day when I got to you know, talk to the Lord. I actually did a lot of praying in this spot, and I think it's funny that now I'm coming back, and now I'm doing something productive here. I'm sitting in my car in this parking lot, you know, recording my podcast, hopefully to spread more truth to the world. Um, So, I don't know. I just thought that was super cool, and I just wanted to throw that in there. But to start off, I... I don't know why this is tugging on my heart so much, but I'm just going to go into it. Because I think it doesn't matter if you're a new Christian or if you've been in the faith for a long time. You're learning more every day about the Lord and what he sees in us and who he wants us to be. And recently I have been trying to skimp on my actual word of the Lord, which is what we need. And I, you know, have my quiet time every so often. I'm not very disciplined about it. And your quiet time does not always have to mean you sit down and you read an entire chapter of your Bible. You know, your quiet time can be different every day. A lot of my quiet time consists of worship music and just being able to listen and to sing and just, like, soak that all in. But I've kind of been skimping on the emotional side of my faith, and I try not to get too emotional with the Lord because 
you know, going to church and getting emotional is something that I've done multiple times. But, you know, for some reason, I haven't let myself get to that point recently. And I've been using my emotion in other areas. And my emotion has been going more towards, you know, friends, talking with friends, with family, just other topics that don't need that emotion. And that emotion is filled up in me because I'm not pouring it back into the Lord and talking to the Lord about things. Instead, I'm talking to friends and family, which is always good, but you can only get so deep and so far into a conversation, you know, before you pray about it and before you realize, you know, this is not something that I can handle on my own. This is something that the Lord is going to have to take care of, you know. Um, I don't know if that made sense. It's pretty big. But basically, I just want to talk about what... It has looked like for me recently to come under the authority of the Lord and humble myself and realize that, yes, this is my life. However, my life is already planned. Lord knows what's going to happen for me. I don't, and I need to be okay with that, and I need to be focused more on what he has for me than what I have for myself. Recently, I've had a really hard time um, trying to figure out what I'm going to do after college. It weighs on my heart constantly. I'm always anxious about it. I think about it every day. It honestly keeps me awake at night. Um, I'm so nervous about it, and I don't know what I I want to do with my life. And I'm sure there's a couple of y'all out there that have that feeling as well. Because there's no no person who's ever in their life has worried about what they're going to do with their life. It doesn't matter if you're in college or not. Um, People can feel stuck no matter where you're at. And I have a lot of passions in life. I have a lot of things that I love. And whether you're in the church or not, um, if you're um, a Christian, you've probably heard that the Lord does not give you a passion for something unless he's going to fulfill that passion. And that's very true. You know, the Lord gives us these passions and these things that we love so that we have that space in our heart to put his love towards it and energy and have the power to grow his kingdom in those ways. So... I am constantly confused because I have so many passions in life. I've done so many different things since I was 16 years old and now I'm 21 that has shaped me into who I am today and what I want to do with my life. I'll just give you a few examples. Um, Past two summers, I've worked at a horse farm that runs a summer camp. And within that summer camp, um, they often have kids with special needs. Um, some kids from the foster system, things like that. And I have a huge passion for um, just a lot of needs aren't met for not not only children, but a lot of people who have special needs or are in foster care. And I've always had a soft spot in my heart um, for them. So that's always been an amazing experience. And I love that. But I also love music and I love worship and I love the church. And obviously I love speaking. I love my podcast and I love writing my blog. I love fashion. Fashion is honestly like, I spend way too much time looking at clothes online. I love clothes. If I could have my own boutique right now, girl, I would do it. Like, it's something that I've always loved to do. Um, I love traveling. I love the water. I love dogs. I love animals. I wanted to train service dogs for a really long time. Um, I wanted to go into cosmetology. For a really long time there's been so many different things in my life that I've loved and I've wanted to pursue <laughs> but now I'm just stuck and I don't know what to do and I realized recently that there have been multiple times in my life where people have 
shut me down when there's things I've said that I'd love to do and they tell me that that's not going to make you any money. You're not going to go anywhere with that. Like there's no point in doing that. And that's what made me change what I wanted to do with my life was outward um, comments from people who probably didn't know the Lord. Um, and if they did, they just weren't being very loving or just people that it didn't really matter. And I've made a lot of my decisions off of other people in my life instead of the Lord and myself. That's kind of the main thing I want to talk about is when you have humility and you humble yourself under the Lord, life becomes a lot more, not clear, but you have a lot more confidence and you're more calm because you know that the Lord's going to provide in so many different ways. Um, I know that you know, when you probably read Malice and Humility, you probably were thinking that I was going to talk a lot about gossip and stuff like that. But I want to talk about more of our, our self-talk and how we handle situations with others and how we let others affect our lives because I think it's super important. A lot of people can have malice towards us and they either see something that we have and they want it and they want to shut it down. And that's malice. They're being intentional and they don't want you to be great. They don't want you to you know, succeed in areas that they want to succeed in. And they will have malice towards you and they will try to tear you down. But I don't think a lot of people realize to love someone else and to care for someone else and to support someone, you have to humble yourself and realize that you don't know the best for everyone. You also have to humble yourself to be like, if there's someone else out there that has something that you want or does something that you want, is doing something that you want, pursuing something that you want, you have to humble yourself and realize, like, I could be doing that and I shouldn't be upset at them. I should be upset with myself because if I'm not pursuing this and I really have that strong passion to do so and I'm not at their level, that's that's not that's not on them. That's on me, you know. Um, that's something that I struggle with a lot because I have a lot of amazing friends who are super successful and they're doing great things. And it's really easy to watch them and really wish a lot of malice on their life and be like, ugh, I just wish one thing wouldn't work out for them, you know, because it's hard to watch because when you're struggling and someone else is succeeding, it's really hard to watch. But I have to humble myself and be like, hey, if this is what I'm supposed to be doing, the Lord will provide in that area and that will happen. Um, That was kind of how I got to my podcast. I had a lot of malice in my heart for other people until I realized like, why am I so mad at everyone else for doing what they love when I'm not, I'm not doing what I love and what I want to do. You know, there are a lot of other people kind of shooting me down and I kept saying like, I wanted to have a podcast and people that I loved and cared about made fun of me for it. And they're like, "Mm, you know, why do you think you can do that? Why do you think people would want to listen to you? Yeah, maybe you'll do that one day. You know, school's more important. There's other things out there, but I listened to that for so long until I finally was like, hey, this is something I have a passion about. I don't know why I'm not doing it. And I started it. And I wish I would have been doing that my whole life. Because if I would have had these thoughts and humbled myself under the Lord for him to open my eyes to see that not everyone is right and not everyone wishes me well, then my whole life would be different right now. And that's something that I've been trying to change a lot recently is to humble myself to my friends, humble myself to my family, of course humble myself to the Lord, but humble myself in relationships and realize that other people's emotions and what they're doing with their life is just as important as mine, if not more. In some circumstances, you have to humble yourself to support somebody else. 
you know, I have a couple of friends who work together um, back home on some stuff that I think is really awesome. And I would love to be part of that industry and I would love to work alongside them, but that's not my place. And I used to have a lot of malice in my heart for them, but now I've humbled myself and realized that being their friend is such a joy and I would not want to lose that by just wanting their business to not succeed because I was jealous. And jealousy is something that lies to us a lot and makes us think that, you know, we're not as good as someone else when really they're living their own life. We have our own life. And kind of what I said earlier, a lot of people, when they're jealous of you, that's when they shoot you down. I have so many instances where this is true. And I, I'll give you all some specific like things that I remembered. I've remembered this for years. I had a teacher in high school who he was never like, he was one of those teachers where, you know, everyone loved him. He was a coach. He was cool. But he also, you know, picked on everyone. And, you know, when you're in high school, you look up to your teachers and your coaches and you think they're great. And, you know, that's what I did. And I at one point mentioned how I wanted to work with therapy dogs. And he verbatim told me that if I pursued that career, I would end up living underneath a bridge in a box because I was never going to make a living. Um, No one was going to want to, you know, he was like, who's going to want to marry a girl who just works with dogs? Like, that's not a steady living. He's like, why wouldn't you just help people instead? Um, And it was funny because he said that. And then that made me remember I had a boyfriend when I was 16 years old who said the same thing to me that I said I wanted to either be a vet or work with therapy animals. And he said the same thing to me. You know, why would you want to work with animals and help animals when you could be helping people? But, you know, at the time, I don't it didn't I don't think it clicked for them that, you know, therapy animals help people. And that is what made me those two people. One was significant in my life in one part, like a boyfriend, you know, has a lot of say in your life, but a teacher that I had for a semester had so much weight on my life at the time that I shut that idea completely out, like completely. And I just stopped pursuing it, even though it was something I loved. And I thought it was so important for like veterans, people, special needs, people who need emotional support animals. Like I still think that's so important, but that passion died right then and there because those two people said one thing to me and I shut it down completely and that was years ago that was like four years ago and those two people they're not in my life at all anymore I haven't I've been broken up with this boy for four years and this teacher doesn't even work at that school anymore and I've never seen him again in my life but those comments still changed the direction of my life I also mentioned before I used to be super passionate about makeup I loved makeup when I was younger it started as like I just I think everyone had a lot of girls had that phase when they were younger you know you saw YouTube videos and you loved it and you wanted to learn and I just really wanted to learn and I loved makeup you know some people play an instrument some people have some kind of like craft or something they love to do but I just loved makeup like waking up every morning just getting to experiment with it was fun and it did not come out of a place of insecurity like I wasn't insecure until someone made me insecure about it. I remember being on a church retreat and I like woke up, I I don't know, like 10 minutes earlier than everyone else. And I, you know, showered all this stuff. And I was just going to put on like a little bit of mascara and go because I don't know, I just wanted to. And one of my leaders said something to me about it. And I don't remember exactly what she said, 
but we were staying for two nights. And then that night before we went to bed, um, she was like, Caroline, you know, you really would save a lot of time if you just didn't even worry about what you look like tomorrow. Like, I don't know why. You're like, just don't wake up early. You don't need makeup. You don't need to do it. And I'm not going to argue with her because she's my leader, you know. And I was like, okay, whatever. But I still woke up the next morning and showered, did a little bit. Of, it wasn't anything crazy. Did a little bit of makeup because it was fun for me. And at the time, yeah, it did boost confidence for me. And I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to do what I want to do. And then she pulled me aside and gave me this whole talk about how makeup is sinful and all these things. At the time, I think I was maybe 14, 15. Like, I was pretty young. And that was I was planning on going to cosmetology school and that's what I really loved and wanted to do at the time and that one conversation just shut it all down for me and I didn't stop doing makeup but I did become super insecure because I thought that I was doing makeup for the wrong reasons which now looking back I did makeup because I loved it and it was fun for me but then I started doing it because I felt insecure and I felt like I was doing it wrong And I was like, well, there's other people at church that wear makeup. Maybe I'm just doing it wrong. Maybe I'm doing it too much. And I got made fun of a lot at school for doing makeup. I got made fun of a lot. Like, just in general, I got a lot of backlash for just, like, being young and loving makeup. So that one conversation and just the constant, you know, comments from people, I just stopped doing it. I stopped caring. My insecurity grew. And I never pursued cosmetology at all. And now where I'm at in my life, I think about those two instances and the two careers that I could have pursued. I would love to be in cosmetology right now. I think that would be great. It would be so fun. I would love to do makeup and hair. And that is something that I wish that I had spent my time doing. And or pursuing and getting to train therapy dogs That's another thing that I would have loved to be able to do. But now I'm three years into college. I'm graduating a year early. You know, I'm a senior and I have a major and a minor that I don't want anything to do with. And that is because I was so concerned with what other people were saying towards me. And I only, I focused on that for years. I have focused on what others have said to me instead of what the Lord has said to me for like seven years of my life. Since I was 14 years old, you know, that's when it starts early. You know, you have passions your whole life. I played sports growing up. I did theater growing up. I did choir. I played instruments. And I realized now that I'm 21, I stopped doing all of those things because of outward influence. Because I didn't trust the Lord enough with my life. I really didn't. I didn't trust the Lord enough with my life until recently. And it's still a daily struggle. Like I said, I still lay awake at night worried about what I'm going to do with my life. But now I honestly could not care less what someone else says about me and what I want to do with my life. You know, when I started this podcast and I posted it, of course, people are going to say something. All Everyone's always going to say something. There's going to be that one person that's going to put a bug in someone's ear and say something about you, and it's going to get back to you either way. And of course, someone says something, but I'm not going to stop because this is something I'm passionate about. This is a conviction the Lord put in my heart. And ever since I've humbled myself under the Lord, I've realized that there's a reason, again, that he gives us, these pa- gives us these passions and things we want to do. So hopefully that touches one of y'all's hearts and you realize, like, I know you're thinking right now probably of a specific instance of where you kind of lost your hope in something that you were passionate about or you loved. 
And if you haven't, you're super lucky. And the Lord has built you so strong. And I wish I was that strong. But everyone has had those seasons and those moments of doubt where you kind of change your whole life around. When I was going into college, I changed what college I was going to specifically so I could pursue a certain major. I came, I go to USC and I came into USC as a pre-farm major. And I chose to do pre-pharmacy because I thought that my family would be proud of me. I'd make a lot of money and I wanted to look smart. And I'm telling you right now, I could not care less. I never could care less about pharmaceuticals or anything in that realm. I wanted to do nuclear pharmacy and do cancer treatment, which is amazing. And, you know, that would be an amazing career. But I was not passionate about it by any means. I just thought it looked cool. I thought it would be good for me in the long run. It was a really stable and, like, steady outcome after college that, like, I would for sure have a job. But within, like, the literally the first couple weeks of school, I was like, why am I doing this? I don't know why I'm doing this. And if you don't know my story, um, I've told it maybe once before, but my after my first semester, within my first semester of college, I kind of came back to the Lord and this is really changed my life for the better and it hasn't been steady but my first semester of college really shook me and ever since then was when I my whole life has really changed and gradually has turned into what the Lord has built me to be but so freshman year of college first semester I learned a lot and a lot changed that was when I came back to the Lord that's when I realized like why am I doing this why am I pursuing this education that I don't have a passion for when there is somebody else who could be in my shoes right now that really wants to pursue this, I could have it. Like, I need to use my strengths and what the Lord has given me to pursue the right thing. And then I changed my major again. And one more time. Now I'm in the same major. And again, probably not going to use it. But I could one day. But who knows? And now I'm kind of just lingering finishing school, trying to figure out what I'm going to do, but I realized also in the past couple weeks, school just started not too long ago, um, about a month ago, and all of my classes are online, every single one of them. I have Zoom classes for a couple of them. I know some of y'all are in my shoes as well, but I was getting so frustrated because I'm like, I Lord, I'm stuck in this house, which I love our house. It's great, but I was like, I'm stuck in this house. I have nowhere to go. I have nothing to do besides school, you know, I'm really tired of this, like, I have not a lot of empty time, but I just have a lot of space that I feel like needs filling, and that I need to do something with, and I said this prayer, and I was like, I feel like there's something more, there's something I need to do, there's something I need to just change in my life to do what you want me to, what you've built me to do, and I'm not making this up, and Meredith, you don't know this yet, but if you're listening, you will learn this. But I said that prayer, and I was by myself in the house for a couple of days before my roommate moved in, Meredith, who was on my episode last week, if you didn't get to listen, but she's great. Meredith moved in, and, you know, we just started hanging out, and she brought up, I mentioned before about podcasts I want to start, and she brought it up, and I didn't have to say anything. She's like, hey, so do you think you're ever going to start a podcast? Like, if you need help, let me know. And I was like, oh, well you know, I guess, like, I thought about it, but I stopped thinking about it, because I had, again, one person shut me down when I mentioned the idea, and she brought it up to me, and ever since then, it just kept repeating in my mind over and over and over again, like, I need to start this, 
and I wasn't pursuing it. And then for my birthday, my brother sent me a um, like a Amazon gift card online, and it was the exact amount of like the mic that I wanted to buy to record for the podcast. And I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to do it. So I ordered the mic and steadily things just started to fall together. And for some reason, I got like a super bump of confidence, which is, of course, the Lord. And I just started doing it. And it's been not easy to continue to do it, but it just feels right. Once you are putting yourself under the Lord and being like, hey, use me the way that you want to use me, your eyes open up completely and there's so many different things now that I never would have thought about doing with my life that I'm now I'm considering and it's a really I don't want to say it is a freeing feeling but at the same time it makes me be like Lord I don't know why I didn't trust you in the first place you know I don't know why I ever questioned your judgment I don't know why I ever questioned your timing because now where I'm at in my life makes sense I wouldn't be able to do the podcast and school and have all these things happening in my life if other things didn't fall apart. Um, I, for a really long time, was struggling with taking care of others and not myself. And I will continue to say this. This is all, all these things have been happening in my life recently have literally been me humbling myself under the Lord and I was not caring for myself at all. I was caring more for others, and I'm the kind of person who will fight till my knuckles bleed for a relationship or for someone else to work, for something else or some relationship to work, and then I realized, like, I'm hurting myself, and others are hurting me more by, like, me fighting for this. Like, why am I fighting for this when it's not supposed to be in my life, and that theme just kept showing up in my mind when I kept thinking about my life so far I started thinking about all the things that I was fighting for and why they weren't supposed to be in my life whether it was relationships or jobs friends like things I really wanted to do why all these things fell apart and they really fell apart for my life to come back together for good and it's really hard to accept that bad things are going to happen to us and sometimes that's good and it it's part of the journey of the result that the Lord's trying to get from us and I really do think that the Lord had to break me down a couple times and get me out of that place of you know I can do this on my own I don't need the Lord's help I don't need anyone else's help I really do think the Lord had to break me down so I could humble myself and realize well I'm I can be independent but I still need to be reliant on the Lord and trust him because there's only so much you can do with your life and you can do all the right things and it'll still not work out and that's just because that's not the Lord's plan for you and it's sad but it's true some of y'all might be in a spot right now where a relationship isn't working out you can't stand your job your family is hard to be around work school is hard you might be failing a class you know there's a friend that's just like ruining your life or just a friendship that you've lost and you wish you could rebuild it. All these things are hard. Trust me, I know that they're hard. One of the most heartbreaking things is like a relationship that you really want to work out, but it won't. That doesn't matter if it's a dating relationship or with your family or with a friend. You know, you want that relationship, 
to work so, so badly, but for some reason, it just doesn't, and you constantly are hitting dead ends, and there's just that bad sinking feeling in your stomach that makes you realize, like, this isn't right. Something needs to change. Either you need to let go or, like, something in your heart has got to change. I've had that sinking feeling about my faith for way, way too long. I constantly was letting other things guide my life, whether it was, like, the boy I was dating, the friends I had, the clothes I had, you know, how successful I was in school. I was letting those things gauge my life and giving me, like, I was running off those things. Those things were giving me my life to run when that's not fulfilling and that's not the life-giving water that the Lord promises us that he's going to give us. I've consistently for I've been, this is my third year in college. For the past two years in college, I, even senior year, honestly, now that I think about it, of high school, I'm always tired. Like, always tired, consistently. Like, I've always been sleepy. I never wake up on time. That's always been a thing. And it hasn't been until recently that I actually, like, don't get me wrong. It's still hard to wake up in the mornings. But I actually wake up and I want to do things with my life. And... I know some of y'all are thinking right now, girl, you are mentally unstable and you need help. Well, here's another little story that I'll kind of kind of end on because this doesn't really match up with anything that I'm saying, but it does kind of does at the same time. So my senior year, my junior senior year of high school was really rough. Um, There's a lot going on. I was in a really toxic relationship. I had a ton of anxiety and um, I was battling a little bit of depression. Like, there's just a lot of things going on at one time. I didn't have good friend groups. There's a lot of drama consistently. And I was just in a really bad place. Like, my anxiety was so crippling to the point to where, like, I would throw up. I would pass out. It was really bad. I was super tiny. I lost a bunch of weight. And I was overall not healthy. And at that point in my life, this was around junior year was when I got on anxiety and antidepressant meds. And... I wanted to have that hidden from everyone. I didn't want anyone to know that I was on medication. I would try to not take it as much as I could. I was really embarrassed and I didn't want to be reliant on medication. I refused to go to therapy, to counseling. I wanted nothing to do with it. And it was really toxic. I was really terrible to my parents too. I, it was just a bad situation altogether. And over quarantine at like the very beginning of corona I you know had to come home and it was after spring break and you know you're supposed to, I'm thinking I'm gonna go back to school and then I'm realizing like I'm gonna be here I'm gonna be home and I felt like I was back in high school again and I was really really scared I was gonna get back into that dark place that I was in high school you know with my anxiety and with my depression and I didn't want that to happen and this is when I honestly first started to realized that I needed to humble myself and put myself under the Lord's authority so that I could blossom, that I could grow. And for some magic, this is honestly a miracle. I've been on this medication for years and, you know, I've had to up the dosage because my body's gotten used to it and I've been super reliant on it. And for some reason, I finally was like, I don't want to be on this anymore. I don't think I need it. And if you've ever been on any kind of medication like this, you know, the withdrawals are awful. Um, There are times when I tried to get off my medication and it honestly was terrible um, you know, you're super nauseous all the time. You don't feel like yourself. Um, you can be super emotional or emotionless. Like, it's just not a fun time. And I was super scared 
to get off of it, but I felt like I needed to um, because I wasn't reaching my full potential as who I was as a person. My personality was really gone, and I just didn't want to be reliant on it anymore, and I told the Lord, I was like, hey, I was like, I'm so tired of all this. Like, I just want to be myself. I want you to use me. Like, I'm done. This is in your hands. Like, control it. Like, I'm just going to lead with my gut and what you're telling me, and we'll see where this goes. So once I prayed that prayer was when all these little things started to fall into place. Um, I got a job. I was jobless at the time, and I got a job during coronavirus, which is was really hard to do. I magically got one. And then I got another job on top of that back at the therapy farm I mentioned earlier that I loved. And that was a miracle. And then I had a doctor's appointment coming up. And I just randomly said to my mom, I was like, I think I want to get off my medication. Um, I think it's time. I think I've grown enough. I think I'm just done, you know. So, which was kind of scary for both of us. And I went to my doctor and I told her. She was like, okay, well, we'll see what happens. We'll wean you off of them. And, you know, it could suck, but we're going to see what happens. And I'm not going to lie to y'all. I was supposed to wean off like in little doses, but I literally just like completely stopped taking them, like completely. And I think for like a day, I may have felt a little off. But since then, I've been perfectly fine. I had no withdrawal symptoms. Like I, for some magical miracle reason, I have been perfectly fine. And there's no answer to that besides the Lord. And I'm not saying I don't have anxiety anymore or that I don't get sad because trust me, y'all, I cry more than most. Honestly, just looking at pictures of cows. If you follow me on Instagram, you know what I'm talking about. But whenever I'm going to keep repeating the same sentence because this is what I want y'all to get. I had to humble myself under the Lord's authority and be like, this is not in my hands. This is up to you. Like, I'm not making these decisions for myself anymore like this is this is at the end of the day it is up to you and you will give me what I need to sustain in my life I don't need another person I don't need another thing I don't need another substance to get through the day anymore like I just want you and I promise you it is by the Lord's grace and Lord's mercy that I was able to get off my medication and be okay I used to not be able to eat to physically get out of bed to mentally process anything I wasn't able to even look at a computer, even think about checking my class assignments without having a complete and utter breakdown. And now I'm, I eat more than I ever have in my life and I love it without being scared of getting sick. I can go out with friends. I can talk to people on the phone. I can do anything I want. And y'all know there's that verse, you've heard it if you're a Christian or not, I can do all things to the Lord who strengthens me. And that is it. And that is true. It took me a really long time to, again, humble myself and realize that this isn't just, I don't have to do this on my own and that I don't control the world no matter how bad I want to control the world and make my own decisions about everything and think that I know everything. I do not. And the Lord knows better than I do. And I know that I wouldn't be where I'm at today mentally, physically, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I wouldn't be doing any of this without the Lord. I wouldn't have been able to even start this podcast if I didn't get off my medication. If I didn't have this whole journey and have to be broken to be built up again, I wouldn't be here today. 
And of course, the goal is just to reach one person. Even if it doesn't, honestly, this is good for me to talk about and get out of my system. I haven't talked about any of these things with a lot of people. And this is really scary to talk about, but I felt the Lord tugging on my heart to do this for so long. And that's genuinely why I think all my plans for this week fell through for me to talk with other people because this is what I was supposed to be sharing. And this is what the Lord wanted me to say. Um, Just to close out with starting new things, you know, you kind of have to We'll go your way in. Like, I've had to figure out this podcast and figure out how it looks and with the blog. And with all of that, I've had to kind of look at, um, like, the tech side of it and see who, what is reaching more people. So, this is a blessing. But also, you know, it's kind of sad, but it is a blessing. So, I was looking the other day at, you know, the community that Spotify is reaching and Anchor is reaching. So, the podcast and then the blog, and I realized that the podcast is getting over 300% more activity than the blog, which is absolutely amazing, and I love you guys, and I appreciate all of your support, and this is absolutely amazing, but with that, it just showed me that, you know, the blog isn't producing um, as much activity as I had hoped, but that's okay, because that just shows me that now I have more time and more space to pour into the podcast rather than the blog. So the blog's not going anywhere. I'm still going to use her. Like, as always, blog is there. And she is definitely a tool that's going to be used with this podcast. However, I'm just going to use it a little bit differently now. I'm not sure what that's going to look like. Um, But to be positive, it's just amazing that this podcast that I just started a couple weeks ago is getting more traffic ever than my blog has in a year and a half, which is absolutely amazing. And I'm so thankful for that. And I'm thankful for y'all and for giving me the opportunity to just like speak out and for you to hear my truth and to hear from the Lord. And it's really been amazing. So thank you again for listening. I hope that, you know, this possibly stirred something in you. If not, that's okay too. It was good to talk to you and to have you listen. Um, But again, it's super awesome to always get to talk to you guys whether I'm alone in a parking lot or I'm with a friend and we'll just see where the Lord takes us from here. Thank you for listening. And I'm hoping that my vulnerability makes you be able to be comfortable with yourself and in your walk with the Lord and being able to talk to him more. I mean it when I say you have to humble yourself under the Lord to realize that you are not in control of everything. And there's only so much you can do without him. And I mean that. I promise I would not have shared these stories with you if I didn't believe that. But I really do love you guys. Thank you again for listening. And as always, I'm Caroline. Oh, grace, oh, grace.